Welcome to the Growing in Greatness podcast with your host, Wendelin Singletary. We bring relevant insights, actionable strategies, and connections to resources to inspire you to explore your potential and become the best version of yourself in business and personally. So take charge and commit to growth. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. And remember, you deserve to see your own greatness. Give it your all. Well, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday. It's so good to be with you again today. I'm always excited about Mondays. I'm always excited about starting something new. I'm always excited about life itself because there's so many possibilities out there. There's so much to be thankful for. That's the bottom line. No matter how it may seem, it is a lot still to be thankful for. So today we're going to talk about what is your why. And also today I have my two uh, co-hosts with me today, Deneen Weathersby and Carolyn Cole. And we're going to do our segment we do on the fourth Thursday of every month, fourth Monday, excuse me, of every month. I'm just saying. And we're going to talk about this whole big, mysterious concept that takes a lot of time, and people have written books about it, and people have done online articles, and people have done talks and TED Talks, and everything is about it. It's all about your why, why you do what you do, what motivates you, what keeps you going. So before we jump into it, I want to say hello to my guest, Carolyn. How are you today? I'm good, Gwen. Thank you for being here. Deneen, how are you today? I am blessed and highly favored. Okay, that's a see, see, well, that's a good thing. So let's get into it, as we always do, and I know you guys have plenty of thoughts on this, but for our guests, for the people who are listening today, we're going to talk about what is your why. So what is your why is knowing what you do and understanding why you do it. And I may sound a little convoluted, but just think about it. Why you get up in the morning and go to work or in your office? And some people will say, well, I got to make some money. That's one reason, but there's other reasons behind that. You give up a lot for your career, your business. Is it because of your family? You want to support them? Is it because you want to impact in this world? You want to leave the world better than when you came? Is it because you want fame and fortune? You want people to recognize you, remember you? Do you do it because of cause? You have been blessed and you want to give to others who haven't been blessed. You've seen things in this world that are unfair. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Social justice is an issue for you. Why do you do what you do? Because it requires a lot of dedication, a major part of your life. Uh, if you weren't doing what you were doing, especially entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business owners, you would have more time probably to relax, more time potentially to spend with family, more time to just goof off and be with friends. You probably have more money in your pocket to spend on things you want to spend it on, opposed to spending on things the business needs. Um, your savings may be totally different because when you're saving for a business, you have to look way in the future and think about Potentials is going down. You know, you look at the future for your family, too, but usually expenditure is not going to be as large as it would be for a business. So you do things a little differently. So let's talk about your why, why you do that. So I have two women here, and you've been listening to me. You know we've been doing this for a few months now, this segment called I'm Just Saying. 
And I picked these two women to be a part of my show, my podcast, because of our experience. I've known both of them for many years. I have been in business with both of them on different projects. And I know about their lives, their ups, their downs, um, their challenges, um, their family situations, all of the stuff I know about. And so this was really important because I think they both could give you a lot of insights on how you distinguish, how you determine, and how you keep the fire going in terms of understanding your why and why that's important in your day-to-day struggle, whether it be for a business, whether it be for a cause, understanding why you do what you do. So which one of you ladies want to jump in first? Carol, oh, one time. Oh, not you. Not, not. I know the two of you are not being shy. Well, oh, you know, when you start, no, but when you start talking about your why, what time period in my life you talking about, right? Because I'm talking, the right why, I'm talking about why you do what you do now, because here's my theory. What you have done in the past and things have happened, it all has accumulated to help you determine this why right now. All we can talk about to me right now is this season you're in because I'm sure that things have happened in your past. I am sure that your why has probably adjusted and changed some. Mine has. But all of that brought you to this point because that goes into your purpose and your values. And you learn and you become the person you are because of what has happened to you and how your values have shaped which you believe to be your own personal truth, your moral compass, that sort of thing. So I'm talking about right now in your life, what is your why now? <laughs> so this is kind of crazy. So and it's, it's, also very per- it's also very personal because there's certain things that never change, right? And the part for me that never changes is the desire to be um, uh, financially free enough to be able to help others get financially free. I mean, that is, has always, it's never always just been about me making money. I want everybody around me to be able to make some money and not only just keep your lights on or whatever, but to be able to craft your own methodology of how you get at how you make your money, right? When I, when I first started my entrepreneurial journey, it was because I, you know, was a single mom and, you know, needed to have some flexibility because I didn't want my child in daycare. So he either had to come with me or I had to be flexible with it, was going through a divorce and that sort of thing. So it created, there wasn't at that point, this was 30 years ago, but at that point there wasn't the flexibility that we have now, you know, for women in the workplace and that sort of thing. So for me, my my why is about having having the ability to, within what I do for a living, to be able to impact other people's lives in a way that I couldn't if I were working for somebody else. Um, having an a enterprise that not only adds uh, human value, but also economic value and transformative value um, for myself, the people who work with me in these pursuits, and for the communities that we, we live in. It's, it's, it's about better. It, it's, it's, it's about uh, having something that people, one of the things that I do every year is write my obituary on my birthday. And if that sucker don't get longer, you wasted a year, right? (laughs) Um, So I am very um, accomplishment-driven about why was I here, you know, and did did I make anything better because of me being here? Okay, I like it. I like it. Now, um, 
Carolyn, give me your why, but I also want you to talk about this concept you had developed, the RGJ concept, okay. RGJ model. So tell me about your why and, and tell me about that concept and why that makes sense. I think the why for me started um, early in my life as a kid. My grandfather, I paid a lot of attention to my grandparents, my paternal grandparents had a farm in eastern North Carolina, and we worked on the farm with my grandparents. They taught us to work. I saw them work not only in, on the farm and work the land. So these were the first business people that I knew, even though I didn't recognize that at the time, that these were people who own their own land, they own their, own their business. And I saw them work in the community same way. I saw them able to help other people because of what they had. And I said, you know, in my world, this is what I want to do. I want to be free enough to be able to earn a living and be able to help other people do the same thing. And so, Denine, I hear you. You know, I hear you when you're saying that did I make it, uh, did I make the world better for being here? All of this was around me. I came of age in the 60s and so 60s, 70s. So we're looking at, you know, what kind of help. There were people who were out in the community that were fighting for um, racial justice. And a lot of these people were targeted in ways that were harmful to them and their families. But by, because my grandfather was a farmer and he was raising his own food, um, and whether that was from the gardening aspect or from the animals that we would kill, you know, for meat and all of that, we were able to provide for families who were targeted, who were doing a lot of the heavy lifting in the community. And I saw that as being something that as an entrepreneur, I would be freer to do than I would be able to do it as I worked, as I saw myself in corporate America, very wedged in and know that there are opportunities for you to grow. There's no doubt about that for anybody who's in that world and that's what they enjoy. I'm not saying that, but, I saw the, the creative aspects of what I wanted to do as well. I enjoy a lot of different projects and different things, and so I wanted, to be, I wanted to have that level of flexibility in my life, and entrepreneurship gave that to me. Okay. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's totally, I, I'm going to be very honest with you guys, it's totally different for me. Um, while I came with humble beginnings, um, as most of us did in those days with African-American situation, what it was. But I came from a, a very proud family, uh, family, you know, wedged in um, principles, moral fiber of God and Christianity. Um, and so hard work was not something that I was shy about or um, new to me because I understood that, that was that was the price of entry. But mm-hmm. I wanted to because I think I was a third child, so I was a third child. I'm thoroughly the middle child because the first, my first child is a girl. She's the first and the first girl. Then the next is a boy. He's the first and the boy. Well, to me, I was the second. I mean, I'm not the first anything. I'm just like the middle. And then, of course, there was a baby. So clearly I was a middle child. And like I said earlier, the things that happened to you uh, in the past evolve into your why now because my why has changed. And because of that, I always wanted to stand out. I wanted to be different. I wanted to be a star, okay? And so subsequently, to be honest with you, my ethic of working and my plotting and planning and my why was to make me a star. 
It wasn't about family and all that. I mean, I love my family, but it was for me to break out and to be a star and to excel and to go where no man has gone before. That was my initial why. You know, I wanted people to be able to talk about me. I wanted to be famous. That, that is my why. And as that time progressed, I was blessed to do some things that I was the first in my family or one of the first females, one of the first blacks and all that kind of stuff. And that was my why. And to the point I made earlier with Denise, those values and purposes kind of change and evolve into your why now. So as time progressed with that, I found a, a level of emptiness and shallowness in my why. I'm, I'm being very honest. And then I began to see how I could help other people, how I could pull into other people, and how I could be successful um, doing what I did. So I do seminars and workshops, and I have this show, and I work with nonprofit, my clients and nonprofits, and those kind of things. And those were the kind of things that became more important to me. But I, would, I could not say with honesty that I started out like you ladies did in terms of wanting to give back. I wanted to give to me. I wanted me, you know, I'm very honest. And then it evolved because at the period of time I felt the shallowness and I saw the shallowness. And I went through a very difficult time in my life where I realized what was important. You know, I always had a loving family. They always supported me. But this was a journey I had to take myself. I mean, they, they supported me through whatever I did, but it was a reckoning I had to come to. So now my why is totally different. Um, and I feel more about giving back. And social justice is huge for me right now. And, you know, the, the politics that goes on in the world, that's a big issue now. But my, my, I'll be honest with you, my why totally shifted over the years um, that I've been in, 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 in the industry. Mm. Well, that's you know what, and, and and that's why I love you, girl. You're just so transparent sometimes, and even if she usually she transparent on us, but she tra- transparent okay. on herself. So, you know, I'm type of, <laughs> I'm enjoying that, but you know she will make it plain because she like clarity, right? Clarity, um, that's her word. Clarity, that is her word. Okay, mm-hmm. and help me understand. So, um, but you know what? And to that point, to that point. You know, your why is actually, it, it, it is selfish. Underneath everything else, you know, um, we have to make a living, you know, um, and, and, and even if you fall into money, you've got to manage the money, you know, so stuff that you have to do. And, and, you know, we say money ain't the most important thing in the world, but it's right up there next to air, right? So mm-hmm. at some point in time, it is um, a driver uh, for what you can do with it. It's a tool. It's not mm-hmm. the have all and be all. It's the tool. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when people just look at the money, if it's a tool so you can be all about you, it's still a tool, right? Mm-hmm. You still need the money to be able to do that. You know, if it's a tool to be able to help other people, it's all about that as well too. But don't get it twisted. If you ain't got no tool, you can't do nothing. You can't build nothing. You have to have some tools, we, right? Yeah, I think it's important that we have this conversation because I I believe that so many of our listeners, um, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business owners, people think about getting into business are wrestling with this um, because the financial piece is a big part of it. But you all know what it takes to make this thing go and flow. You know what it takes just to live day to day. Shoot, let's just put it there. Let's be real. You know, it gets hard. And what gives you the extra motivation to do, you know, the things that are needed, make the hard decisions, um, to lay someone off, 
to, um, you know, get rid of a client, to, we talked about before, about taking time for yourself and winding down, to, to go and play the, the game uh, in political and, and social and, 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 and uh, business arenas. You know, you have, that, it's, a, it's, a, it's a challenge every day. So I think we're talking, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad we're doing this because I think this is something that so many of us are wrestling with. What is my why? Because, you know, I've often believed when you lose your why, you often lose, you misstep. That's what you can lose where you're going. It's important to keep something to keep you focused and keep you going forward, whether it's a child, an ill child, or any child, or a parent, or whatever. It's important to have something to keep you focused. I think you're right about that. And, and I'm, this, is a, this is a good conversation because, you know, for me, my why, when my why is out of sync, then or if I'm unable to, to give in the way that I have structured my life around being able to have what I have and at the same time being able to give, you know, I, I'm not comfortable and I'm, I don't feel good. Um, and that, that's a whole lot. That's a whole other psychology of by the time you add um, the way we grew up and by the time you add Catholicism to it and some other things, mm-hmm. um, in terms of it, it, was, it was a teaching of selflessness. And sometimes uh, that can create a sense of not valuing yourself mm-hmm. and what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So I, I I have to wrestle with that. Um, that that's a struggle, you know. Mm-hmm. Where is that line between giving enough versus giving all of you all of the time? You know mm-hmm. how to save for yourself, how to recognize that you are valuable. You asked me about RGJ and mm-hmm. um, as a management, business development, and administrative services company, the concept was born out of reaching that point where as an entrepreneur I had done very well in, 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 uh, in terms of where I was. There was definitely was a lot of hard work on the farm, but I did not have a silver spoon in my mouth by any stretch of the imagination. But I did very well um, with real estate development and some mm-hmm. other um, projects that I've been involved in. And so I said, you know, here, it, it's still a lonely life, you know, uh, as an entrepreneur. That network that you've been talking about through this, this month, these months of the podcast, mm-hmm. um, this is important for people to think about who's in your network and what are you going to be able to accomplish. So as we're, we're winding down certain aspects of my life, I said, you know, here are other people who, who I've been working with through the years who are doing the same thing. And in different fields, some were in corporate, some were in, uh, had their own businesses as accountants, attorneys, um, different uh, folks at the helm of nonprofits, you in marketing, all of these, you know, and you look around and you say, here, here are these young folks who are coming after us. We've built these incredible networks. You're not going to be able to put it in your will. You're not going to be able to leave this to anybody. So how do you make this work in ways that are meaningful to you now? And so several of us having that conversation together said, you know, what can we do now? So we talked about consulting businesses and how several of us were so turned off by that word consulting because too many times 
consultants come in and they tell you what to do and they leave you there with, um, but now now that I paid you as a consultant, how do I pay to get this work done that I need mm-hmm. to get done? And so we said, well, let's try something a little bit different, which is what I loved about being an entrepreneur because that creativity, that spark is very important to me. Uh, so we started to talk about, well, let's look at how we are able to provide the actual service, not just the consultancy, not just the talking piece, but how do we roll up our sleeves and come in here and help you lay the groundwork for your business? Here's your, you know, from your marketing, from the moment you incorporate or, or the idea. Sometimes we've gone back as far as an idea with someone and help them to develop that idea before they incorporate. And then here's your, here's your legal, here's your marketing, here's your accounting folks, here's your base. Don't wait until you get into trouble before you start to call on these people and you learn how to work with them now. So this is your, your company, but this is your team. You're the CEO, and we're going to train you on how to be the CEO of your company. And so it gave us all an opportunity to say, yeah, this is, this is what we can do now at this stage of the game where we don't want to be just consultants, just talking to people about what you ought to do, but also being, giving them an opportunity to say there are, there are some companies, affordable companies, that we can call on to say, yeah, can you help me with this? And that was about mm-hmm. – and that we focused primarily on small businesses and we focused on rural businesses. Most of us had a rural background. And even though we had worked all around the country, some all around the world, we definitely felt that there was a niche for us. And, and it's been going uh, so far. We're, we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the RGJ concept, you know, um, Carolyn brought that to me, um, my company, and we were part of what she called network partners. I love the concept. I had never seen it really done this way before. And, of course, there was an accounting firm in there and all, like she said before, and I was so I can kind of talk to her as a network partner. And um, we actually um, were able to do, I think, some things that were very good, we were proud of. And it was kind of, like, to her point, a way of giving back um, because someone had done some things to us, but we realized that things had to be done, done, done differently. You know, the, the, the way we got, got ours was like the school of hard knocks is how we mm-hmm. came up. And big corporations and being one only and one of the few and, you know, the token and all that. But um, we kind of embraced these young companies and these young entrepreneurs and said, hey, we're going to just wrap around you until time. I think the concept is still brilliant. Um, and I think we should hopefully more and more people will develop concepts like this. And what it did for the other businesses like myself, I had a flexibility to do what I wanted to in terms of my business was still my priority. And my business was still I could do what I need to do, um, but I had an opportunity to work through these projects as well. Um, I had, you know, in and out of network. Um, some people end up keeping clients long term. You know, I think our accounting person kept some clients long term, which was fine. I mean, so it really was also a way of us getting business too. I mean, that was down the totem pole, if you will, but we were also able to get business out of it by ourselves. So I think it was a great, beautiful concept, and I, and I, and I thought, thought that I want you, Kelly, to talk about that because, to me, it was a, a labor of love that came out of our why. You know, it was several of mm-hmm. us in the same boat, and I think that was just so huge. And so mm-hmm. there was a way to walk that 
out, walk that why out and, and make it really crystallize and, and mean something. So I want to applaud you for that creativity. Like I said, I want to say it was borderline brilliant. I won't say brilliant. I'll say borderline brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love well, it. So, thank you. Okay. Thank you for that. We went through, we've, we've gone through the, the, the post-COVID uh, or through COVID and post-COVID, and, and I look at the businesses that we're still working with, and we can see the promise of where this is really going to go, hopefully long beyond us as we begin to. The businesses that we've been assisting have been from developing a business from scratch, which was um, the Waste Not Group and Slime Alley Environmental Services to do, uh, to make compost from hog waste and to clean up the hog lagoons, uh, to get involved in that in Eastern North Carolina. Because that's a, it's a, as much an environmental justice issue, as much as a social justice issue, as much as it is a business opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're working with a group of attorneys to build a specific type of law practice that is uh, a bit outside of the scope of things. Um, work with some families in terms of developing their family uh, family business. A couple of real estate envelop- development projects. Um, and one of the, the ones that's starting to gain a lot of momentum is um, we've developed a nonprofit for the North Carolina um, Department of Natural and Cultural Resources Historic Sites Division. And that business, the North Carolina Historic Sites Alliance, is their uh, statewide support organization. So we're building a business that's there to do things for the state's 25 um, historic sites. So mm-hmm. we're very excited about what what the potential is, even beyond our our initial network. So mm-hmm. it's starting to it does what you know you stick to it as entrepreneurs. That's what we do. We mm-hmm. stick to it. We're very self motivated people, and we've got we'll stick when nobody else sticks. <laughs> That's it. So yeah, so, so Denise, talk talk about this a little bit. You have a child. Okay, um, uh, Carolyn, and I don't, so you have a child. So tell me, tell us, let's talk about that piece a little bit, because you hear so much, you see so much of, I'm doing this for my family. You know, there's ABC and son, there's ABC and daughters, there's, you know, so-and-so, a family, and, you know, the family is such a huge part of that. Talk to me, what's your perspective on people who, or doing this for the family, that's their why. How do you deal with it when your family, um, person you're doing it for, is not interested? I could tell you about that. I have a niece who I adore. I adore my nieces, so. But I have a niece I adore, and I thought she was going to take over my business. Um, and she just told me, you know, I one time I wanted to be like you, and I still want to be like you, but I don't want to be in your business. So, you know, go ahead and build a business up and sell it off because it's not something I'm going to take over. You know, how do you deal with that piece of it? Like, you do have children, and so, a child, excuse me. And so what, what is that something you should really put your mind on? Should you really say, I'm doing this for my child? Or tell me what your thoughts are about that. So the, when, you, when you're doing it for your child, if you're doing it to leave them the money, that's one thing. But you're making a decision for them that they haven't had any input in. Mm-hmm. So as mm-hmm. they become their own people or they become who they want to be and they have their own goals, dreams, and aspirations, if, you know, if the world's perfect, they line up and they love what you do. And if they do not, then, you know, you're looking at, you looking, you looking real silly, talking about I was doing this for you, and he, they, that's not what they asked for. 
And so we have to be very, very clear about it's our why and allow Mm -hmm. our children or our family to have their own why. And in Mm -hmm. certain cultures, you know, their why and the business that was passed on was more about survival than having a namesake for your business, right? This is Mm -hmm. what we did. This is what we know. This is how our family unit stayed together. And you were, you were, it was born and bred in you to take on dad's business or mom's business or whatever. That's not so much the case anymore in many parts of our culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say that um, the individual nature of, of children and people, they're little people, and they have, the same, they have their own individual why. And until you get to know them enough to find out what their why is, or you either start convincing them at birth that this is what you're going to do. And if they hear it, they still start believing they want to do it, right? Um, but, and then if you have entrepreneurial parents and one has one type of business, another has another, they're dealing with guilt about whose business is going to take over. Do you know what I'm saying? So a lot, there's a lot that goes into um, visions and just like trying to have a dream. Can't nobody dream nothing for you. You got to have your own sleep. You close your own eyes. It happens in your own mind. I'm not in your dream unless I put you in your dream. You know what I'm saying? So you can't dream for somebody else. So um, your why is very, very personal, and it's a fingerprint. And, um, and, and that's what. And you said no, no, something. No, no. Very- I'm, I'm glad you're saying that, Dee, because I, I really want you to say what you're saying because I think that's so important that that point is made to people. That is is your why. It is not your family's why. Don't put the guilt on anyone. I am so happy you said what you said. I'm sorry, um, Carolyn, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, we we had a, a situation about six eight months ago where, and you know, everybody thought it was a perfect family business. Everybody seemed to be doing fine. The business had been there for years, but there was a son who just didn't want to be in the business. And when he started to really make moves to say, I'm I'm going to get out of the business, the family reacted. Uh, horribly to that news and, you know, the things that were said and the things that were done. And he took his own life. He said, you know, I'm out of it now and leaving Hmm. behind a wife and all children. Hmm. But so that's how extreme it can get for people who are even born into situations who try to find, find their way out. As, you know, as you said, you and, I, you and I don't have children, but we talk, you know, I always approached it as all of the children of the world are my children. And so mm-hmm. you you do, as, as Janine spoke about, you know, you don't try to force your vision and your dream on them. And mm-hmm. and if you look out there among those young people that approach you, um, they will find you to the ones that are interested in what you are interested in, and it may not be a blood relative. Mm-hmm. It may be someone else whom you become a mentor and a coach for who mm-hmm. has a genuine interest in the type of business that you're in, and you give to them, you know, mm-hmm. you feed mm-hmm. them. Absolutely. I'm glad we brought that point up. That, that, to me, that's a very, very, very important point. Like I, said, I, I did that. And she was very clear, you know, I love you to death, and I wanted to be you at one point in time, but that's not me anymore. So, you know, make some other plans. And business, so that, that was good. You still have, as a business, you still have, um, you still have to look at continuity and, and, you know, I mean, everybody loves Oprah and this and that and everything, but what happens to her brand when she closes her eyes, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
that, you know, so if you just, and then my other primary belief is if you build something for just you, it's absolutely probably the most selfish thing you can do. If you build something that survives you, then that's, that to me is, you know, what this thing is all about. So, mm-hmm. and then that's how you keep a culture of good people around you that actually become like family to you because you have a shared, you know, a shared desire, shared thing that you do. So in our company, you know, we're, we're very family friendly here. You know, we know each other's kids and spouses and significant others. You know, we support them. Somebody, you know, uh, gets married or has a, a death in the family or whatever, we write there. You know, we become their tribe. You know, mm-hmm. so whether your tribe, as, as Carolyn said, is your blood relatives or not, because you spend more time, especially if you have a um, – my businesses have always been more, I have had teams. Very, I didn't have a, a solopreneur type of thing. It's always required, you know, that I had a, a team, be it large or small or national or international, I had to have a team, right? And so um, because I take what I do very personally, I pick my team members very, very carefully, and if I can't care about you as a human, it's going to be very difficult for me to work with you. Right, because it's not just a function of working for me. We're building something together that, you know, you fit in there because of something personal about your drive, something personal mm-hmm. about what you want to change or impact or are passionate about or whatever. You know, so like uh, Carol said, it may not be a blood relative, but there will be some somebody or should be somebody, you know. Um, I believe there's nothing new or super unique under the sun. There should be something or somebody at all, five, six, seven billion of us around here that that has some similar whatever that you can help them get to where they were going faster because they knew you. Okay, guys, we're coming to the end of our show. This has been great, great information. Um, I'm loving the conversation. We get kind of closed up a little bit. I want to give everyone a couple of minutes to the last comments or thoughts on understanding or what is your why. So, Carolyn, you want to go first? Well, I'm just saying that the beauty of the podcast for these months has been really reinforcing the idea that there's no one way to do anything, that um, that there are different approaches to entrepreneurship, all of the things that uh, the way to make money, the way to find your successors, And it's all right for uh, sometimes in certain businesses, you know, Oprah's brand may end with Oprah as the name, and that may be what was supposed to happen. We see it a lot in nonprofits where we see something is the founder is gone, and now the whole concept move has, you know, it's gone. And that's Mm -hmm. okay, too. Um, My grandmother used to tell us all the time, there's more than one way to skin a cat. There just ain't no way the cat's going to like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if you, as long as you, she would tell us, as long as you don't look for that way, and that is catfish, by the way. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right now. Uh, yeah, and I think okay. as you grow, you you can you can also, as you grow, your why may grow, and it may shrink. You you know you yeah. may you may you may wake up one day and decide you don't have a why. Why am I doing this? Right. Um, and so, you know, give yourself the latitude to have that change as your um, circumstances and, and uh, opportunities and vantage points, personal growth changes. 
Absolutely. And well, I y'all, better hope I don't, y'all, <laughs> y'all better but, hope I don't wake up on one day and find out I don't know what my why is because y'all are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know what? Too sometimes you, I gotta ask myself, why am I doing that? And because you scope that mission creep, right? Yeah, I think I think all of us at some point in time has questioned why we're doing what we're doing because we can say, okay, you know what? I go home and take my toys and play by myself. You know that? Okay, that concept plenty of times. Um, but, well, but I'll yeah. be honest with you about it. I've, I've questioned my, I've questioned my why. I, you know, I keep saying this. I, maybe I need a whole lot more therapy, on Denine. But I, um, I don't. I've never questioned my why in terms of the choices I've made about entrepreneurship and business and creativity in that oh, way. Maybe. Now, my why has always been on relationships. Why am I in this? Oh, honey, now that's a whole other topic. Okay, that's, right a, that's another show. That's another whole show. You're okay. talking, yeah, that's that, the girl right there because she can just touch the nerve. I can tell you why. Lord Jesus, why? I do not know what we were going through. It was a psychotic moment. You know, false pretenses being presented. You know, eyesight, vision, all the girl, please. That why I think we're Okay, okay, we're, we're back to Green Greatness business show, not relationship show. We're going to cut that one off. Okay. Okay. You can make a business out of that, though, Carol, and I think we can charge people to help them figure there, out why the heck did you do that. There we go. What is your why? Why are you missing? Why are you together? That's right. What you see there? You know, and okay. that's kind of, we need people to point that out for us, too. Because we be having yeah. the rose colored glasses on. You got to take them glasses off. You know, that is, that is, that, 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 that is, that is, that is a business. It's like, it's like, no business. <laughs> you know, that is a business. It's like kind of like get a life business. You know, like I always thought about doing a business, get, get a life. And you help actually help a person yeah. get a life. You know, so, you know, so we get a life business and we have a business over here about why you see that relationship. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much, too. Thank you, you guys. Thank Come you back now. to see Bye-bye. us next week and go out and be great. Have a good one. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast with your host, Wendland Singletary. We bring relevant insights, actionable strategies, and connections to resources to inspire you to explore your potential and become the best version of yourself in business and personally. So take charge and commit to growth. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. And remember, you deserve to see your own greatness. See, see, see.